Hello and welcome to the Wednesday, September 21st, 2011 edition of the Oz Podcast. Hmm, the 21st? That means we've entered the vernal equinox, the fall. I was born in the fall. Oh, I loved Ohio Falls, the changing of the leaves, everything kind of getting cold and nippy and playing football, just touch football, nothing serious. But uh, here in uh, Los Angeles, you don't really get a sense of fall. There's maybe a, a slight lessening of the heat. But in any case, here we are. Right off the bat, today, one of my favorite headlines, okay? Anonymous U.S. officials push open government. You gotta love it. And then there's um, Michelle Bachman Nugget. Bachman pitches messages at wrong factory. Representative Michelle Bachman visited a, a traffic signal plant in Iowa and called it an example of how President Obama's policies are, quote, continuing to dig us deeper into the hole towards another recession, so says the Los Angeles Times. However, the plant, quote, thrives on the kind of road and bridge spending that Obama has promoted as a key remedy to the nation's economic slowdown, with as much as 80% of the plant's revenue Coming from the government, hey, Michelle, check your facts. Okay, a little bear baiting out there. Security Exchange Commission officials have sent subpoenas to financial firms in a probe of whether there was insider trading, betting on a market crash before the United States' long-term credit rating was cut by S&P last month, so reports the Wall Street Journal. At issue here are trades that were made by hedge funds and, and other firms shortly before S&P dropped the U.S. debt rating from AAA to AA+, and that was on October 5th, citing the dysfunctional political climate in Washington as one of the reasons. Huh. It's just the GOP wanting to take us down to destruction. Anything to deny Barack Obama a second term. The Dow Jones dropped 635 points that day, a full 5.5%. That's the most it's gone down since the big financial crisis of 2008. So if you bet against the market that day, you can make a lot of bucks. Well, the security regulators are looking for firms that bet the stock market would drop, in particular, bearish trades that seem unusually large or were made by firms that typically do not make them. Now, hedge funds will have short sales within their general portfolio, but they're not known for huge bearish positions. So if one of them or some other institution suddenly took out millions of dollars against the government that day, it, it raises suspicions. However, sources familiar with the matter tell the Wall Street Journal that the subpoenas are unusually broad. Some recipients were asked which person at their firm first heard about the S&P downgrade, when they found out about it, and how they found out about it. But in order to win an insider trading case, the SEC would have to show that someone made a trade as a direct result of a leak from officials at S&P or the Treasury Department who knew about the downgrade before it was announced. Oh, uh, rumors like that are rife on the street and rife in government. I hope they catch whoever did that. If they did that, and if they did, put damn bears in jail. You don't think there's gonfs like that all over the street, all over Washington and all over the country? doing anything they can to make a buck against our misery, well then, my friend, everything you know is wrong. I have in the studio with me today one of the most powerful men in Washington, Gopher Numbnuts, 
president of the Club for Unnatural Growths. Welcome to Oz, Gopher. Thanks, Pete. Always exciting to be in enemy territory. Not much of that left in the capital for you, Gof. What with the whole GOP signed on the dotted line on your never-no-more-taxes pledge. Well, according to the Washington Times, I'm the most powerful man in this town after God. Well, what about Barack Obama? What about him? Well, he's the president. You think you're more powerful than the president? The POTUS can't spend a penny, raise a buck, or make an appointment without an okay from my team. He's lucky we let him blow his nose without permission. Now, God is another kettle of fish altogether of a real problem. He's a socialist. God's a socialist? Absolutely. What's he famous for? Unconditional love. God's love is worth a lot. So why should he be giving it away unconditionally without regard to the social status, wealth, and power of the person who's receiving it? Pure socialism, that's what it is. Well, Gopher, does God have any other left-wing tendencies? You bet. The Garden of Eden was the original welfare flophouse. Adam and Eve didn't have to do diddly to live like kings. Fruit dropping off the trees everywhere, perfect weather, and every day was casual Friday with those two. Luckily, Satan, who you know is an angel totally committed to free market principles, kicked them out. Those parasites had to take entry-level jobs to get by. So, uh, you don't believe in God, Gopher? Oh, of course I do. He's the big kahuna. And the secret to staying powerful is getting as close to number one as possible. Well, before we wind up, Gopher, I want to return to a statement that you made a while ago. You said, I want to shrink the government so that it fits in a bathtub and then drown it. Do you stand by that today? Well, certainly, Pete. Cutting those gravy-sucking dogs down to size is always a good idea. But instead of drowning government in the bathtub, I'd waterboard it. Dunk it until it cries, Uncle, let it up for air and dunk it again. Gopher Numbnuts, the president of the Club for Unnatural Growths. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Chip Cheney, world-class waterboarder for Hackersmack. My Uncle Dick taught me what to do when I was at the wrong end of a terror wave. Punk em and dunk em, he said. Right on. Putting the surfs down is hard work and scary. Me? I drown my fears with a tall, shiny can of Hackersmack. It's my favorite punch when I'm in a crunch. So don't let the horrors of everyday life put you under. Come up for air with a six-pack of smack. That's right, Chip. Hackersmack will keep you up as long as you can keep it down. Hacker Smack is an adrenal-blasting blend of caffeine, alcohol, mahuang, and country-style methamphetamine. Hacker Smack, a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. I'm going to return to one of my favorite pundits. Actually, he's more than a pundit. He's a Nobel Prize economist, Paul Krugman. One of the few people who actually speaks truth to authority. Yeah, I know he's got a column in the... New York Times, and you could call him part of the lamestream media, etc., etc. But this man has guts, he's got sand, and he knows what's going on. 
Here's from one of his latest columns. Consider in particular what is happening to America's manufacturing base. In normal times, manufacturing capacity rises 2 to 3% every year. But faced with a persistently weak economy, industry has been reducing, not increasing its productive capacity. At this point, according to Federal Reserve estimates, manufacturing capacity is almost 5% lower than it was in December 2007. So we're making less over the last four years, and over the last 10 years, our incomes have gone down. It's been a downward spiral since the beginning of this decade. Similar cuts in capacity will probably take place in the service sector. Indeed, they may already be taking place. And with long-term unemployment at its highest level since the Great Depression, there is a real risk that many of the unemployed will come to seem as unemployable. Not seem as, will be unemployable, Paul. And the brunt of these cuts in public spending is falling on education. Of course, I'm not surprised. Speaking for myself, the anti-intellectualism in this country is a extraordinary. Somehow, says Krugman, laying off hundreds of thousands of school teachers doesn't seem like a good way to win the future. No, but you know, the Republicans in Congress and the Tea Party behind them, they're actually the same thing, aren't interested in winning the future in a sense the way that we've, we've always thought of winning the future. Better jobs, healthier people, smarter people, better country, helping to make a better world. That's not their idea of winning the future. Their idea of winning the future is making some biblical prophecy come true or living up to some weird free market nostrum. In any case, bringing back that extraordinary period of American exceptionalism when those poor boobs could spend all the money they wanted, could go max out their credit cards, certainly not their library cards, but hey, those days are gone. This is a new world, and we're either going to build it or we're going to break it. I hope we build it. Otherwise, everything you know is wrong.